To bra or not to bra, exploring a journey of life's unpredictable twists and turns, how to claim your personal power from within and lead a fun, fulfilled, soul-driven life, one epic, hilarious, insightful coffee chat at a time. Let's get real, let's get raw. This is your host, M, on bra or not to bra. Hey y'all, and welcome back to To Bra or Not To Bra, where we move beyond the traditional ways that we typically think about health, wellness, personal growth, and get super curious about how good life can be, embodying the fullness of who you are, mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, and as always, having fun while doing it. Thank you guys so much for being here. I am so excited that this is the continuation of this show. It has really grown and that is truly because of each and every one of you listening. This is for you and it wouldn't be here without you. So thank you for tuning in and I can't wait to share today's episode with you. So if you're new to the pod, hey, what's up? I'm Emily. I'm your host. I'm a certified health and mental wellness coach with a passion for helping women really embody their most powerful, soulful, aligned, confident version of themselves. And today we are going to look at how you do that through your connection with nature. I know for me personally, nature has been a huge part in my journey and I was super connected to nature and being outside and all of that when I was a kid. And then somewhere along the way, it started just becoming more and more distant as I was growing up. It wasn't until probably like five years ago that I went on a trip to Costa Rica and I rediscovered how important my connection to nature truly is with my personal growth and development. I feel like from a young age, women have become conditioned to view certain behaviors as appropriate for us to engage in, or they're naughty or unacceptable or bad. And this impacts many areas of our lives, right? Our relationship with food, sex, and you guessed it, nature. So where along the way did we learn to disconnect from nature? What happened to us between the ages of five when we were frolicking around outside barefoot for hours without a care in the world and where we're at today? Enter Amy Gibson. I have invited Amy Gibson here today because this is exactly what she specializes in. Amy is a certified life coach who specializes in helping women reach new heights through getting connected with nature. How cool is that? I like to think of her, (laughs) I haven't told her this, but I like to think of her as an expert tree climber, both metaphorically and physically. She literally, you guys, she has a, a tree club. That's what her membership is called. So I mean, does it get any more tree climber than that? She's here with us today to talk all about how our relationship with ourselves really becomes a reflection of our relationship with nature. This episode is for you if you've ever experienced self-doubt, if you've ever felt like you've lost that courageous part of yourself and you want to rekindle it, you want to reconnect with that brave part of you. If you're in your head a lot and you're looking for a way to step back into your heart. Also, if you're ready to find deeper purpose and meaning in life and you're kind of stuck on where or how to go about that. So in this episode, we talk about what it looks like to actually be grounded in nature and why this is so vital to our growth and happiness. We're looking at how to connect with yourself and your emotions 
through reconnecting with nature. We talk about showing up without being afraid of judgment, letting go of limiting beliefs and releasing what's no longer serving you. Yes, I know, easier said than done. We talk about how to use your past trauma as an opportunity for growth and expansion instead of retreating. Again, easier said than done. And I'm so grateful because Amy gets super vulnerable and shares her story about how her connection with nature literally saved her life. Oh, and guys, get extra pumped for this episode's random ask question segment because Amy opens up to us about what it's really like to have sex in a tree multiple times. So kids, don't try this at home, but also kids, you should not be listening to my podcast. All right, y'all, let's dive in. Hello. Hello. Welcome. I am so excited to have you here today. You guys, the wonderful Amy Gibson. Tell everyone what you do. Well, I'm a life coach and my whole thing that I do is I bring people back into nature and reconnect. So it's it's life coaching, but the methodology is to ground yourself in nature. Yes. Get grounded. So you can be a tree climber of life in every perspective, in every way. Yes. Okay. So for everyone listening, how would you describe it to someone who's like, what do you mean I'm connecting with nature? I guess it's just becoming aware, like raising your awareness. Like every day I go out to my car and there's a tree that I pass. Do I recognize it or do I just walk by the tree? Maybe tomorrow I'll just say, oh, hi tree. And... Each time that you recognize it, you're reconnecting in nature because you're recognizing that there's nature around you. That you're part of something. I think that's the disconnect is that humans in general don't believe that we are connected or part of it. Like we are intertwined with nature. We are nature. We are on this earth. I want to share the description of what you do that you have on your website because I think it's amazing. Okay. The tree climber of life. That's how she introduces herself. How cool is that? She says, I welcome you to come climb with me to new heights on your tree of life. I will guide you through a creative and thought-provoking process to inspire and motivate you to reach higher levels in all areas of your life. I just love that so much. Can you take us a little deeper into that? Okay, so let me back up to how I got here because... I was this tree climbing, critter catching, brave, courageous girl growing up. And somewhere along the way, I left her behind. And whatever it was, conditioning, programming, all those things that go into becoming a woman. And it wasn't until I was going through this really brutal, I mean, brutal divorce. I was in Seattle and I felt broken, alone, very lost. And I was at, I guess, a decision point in my life. And I went to this park, Discovery Park in Seattle. And I went to this lookout point and I looked, instead of looking out, I looked down and I thought about jumping off. And instead of jumping off, I was pulled, called, however you want to say it, to go another direction. And I did. And I followed the pull and I went off the trail and on unbeaten path, like very few people have gone on this other trail and found this tree. And I got to the tree and 
held on to its low hanging branches covered in mosses, the most beautiful tree. I was compelled to take off my shoes and socks and climb. And I climbed that tree again. And when I was in that tree, I was reawakened. And I realized that I needed to hurry up and live for my kids, for myself. And I found this whole new perspective while I was up in the tree and like how life is like climbing a tree when you, everybody has this, you start at the bottom of something, you have a challenge or an opportunity in front of you and you can either stay at the bottom or climb. And so I chose to climb that day. And when I did that, I realized that in every part of my life, I can climb higher or I can stay right where I'm at. It's a choice. How old were you when this happened? 40, I was six. So I was divorced in 2016. What the hell? I did not know that you were (laughs) past 44. Yeah. You guys, she looks effing phenomenal. Wow. So this was an awakening that you had after how long of feeling disconnected from that inner child that loved nature? You know, it was a long time. I mean, I did roller derby and I did all these other really brave things in my life, but that was the first time I really reconnected back into nature and every day put nature into my daily routine where I walk and I go outside and breathe or I put my feet in the ground and wiggle my toes, those kind of things. That was the awakening, I would say. Yeah, that was my reconnect. Okay, so I have to ask, did you just like, you're like, oh, I know how to climb a tree. I'm going to do it and trust that I don't fall. Like, is this is this something that you had done before? Oh, well, I climbed up thousands of times as a child, but never as an adult. Like, I had forgotten about her. and But it came to me like riding a bike. It was just like, and there was that inner voice going, what the hell are you doing? You know, like, it's like, it's better than what you were going to do. Mm. You were going to jump off a cliff and now you're climbing a tree. I love that. That's, I mean, it happened to you, but it's also a great metaphor of like, you get to choose adventure. You get to choose growth. It doesn't have to be nothing or everything. And it also doesn't have to be, okay, I could end my life. Or I could keep living mediocre. Yeah. And it's not every day, you know, that, oh, I'm waking up, I'm going to go climb the tree. Like, of course, we have ebbs and flows and all those things. How many days a week do you get in a tree? God, at least five times a week. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, I mean, a lot of times I do my I do my talks. I do my Tuesday treehouse thoughts in a tree. I record in a tree. And okay, tell everyone like what that is, because I know what that is. But people right now are like, what the hell is a treehouse club? <laughs> oh, uh, Amy's Treehouse Club. It's a Facebook private group where people can come and feel safe and feel magic again in their lives and be childlike and just kind of join me and and be curious about like, what is this about reconnecting? When you say connecting to yourself, what do you mean? Well, I think that for me, I get detached from certain feelings like, oh, I don't want to feel sad today because I don't, I just want to be happy or just really grounding in on all the feelings and not 
leaving out any one of them because it's like I was, you know, conditioned in my family not to feel all the feelings, you know? So that's what I mean by connecting. Be like, okay, I'm going to connect to every piece of my tree of life and every branch and honor each one because we have, you know, I think women in general wear lots of hats. We're moms, we're daughters, we're sisters, we're, you know, executives. Oh, but now I'm a girlfriend and I'm not, you know, all these things, right? And so to honor each piece equally is really hard. So you have to really reconnect each day. And just from knowing you and watching your stuff and reading what you put out there, the message that I keep getting from you is that when you connect with your roots, the true essence and core of who you are, then the valuing each part, the, for lack of a better word, even though I don't love this word, balance, Yes, is it's not hard. It happens in harmony because you're connected to yourself. Exactly. Because a tree naturally wants to balance itself, but sometimes you'll find a tree that's like leaning this way because that's where the light is. So how are you shining the light on each one of your branches so that your tree isn't lopsided and no branches over here? So in order to grow higher, you have to be rooted. A tree doesn't grow higher unless its root system underneath isn't well-grounded and rooted down below. So yeah, like you it's yourself a have to be well-rooted before you can grow higher. That's how when I'm teaching or when I'm coaching, it's realizing, okay, where did this limiting belief come from? And how is it helping my growth? How is this choice or this belief that's been put into my head over and over and over again by society, by family, by friends, helping me grow in my tree of life? So just kind of recognizing that and then seeing the possibilities. Okay, I have two choices. There are two ways I can choose to go in this one scenario. Once you choose one, then you can see, oh, wait a minute, I have other opportunities here because now your perspective has changed and so is your energy. It's, it's almost like you're choosing to have multiple choices. Yeah. Ooh, I love that. Okay, you just posted something and it was a picture of the roots of plants and then the veins of humans and then like veins in a leaf. It was so cool. The description that you wrote in your caption, you said something like, when I'm feeling disconnected, I look at this picture and it's instantly reminding myself that I am a part of and a reflection of nature. Yes. Can you describe that visual for everyone who hasn't seen your post? Yeah. I mean, I think that what I was trying to say is like, when you look into water, you're seeing a reflection back, right? But then also behind you, you're seeing the reflection of whatever is behind you as well. So when you're looking at that picture, like one of the really cool pictures that I love is the picture, x-ray picture of our lungs and then the branches of the tree and the leaves and all the intricate little branches as well. It looks just like a lung. We are connected. The tree gets carbon monoxide from us and it creates oxygen. Without that two symbiotic 
things, we would not have that happening on earth. So we are part of it and we are a reflection of it. Just like if we open up our hands, like I was showing the Treehouse Club yesterday, when you look at your hand and you put a leaf up to your hand, the veins, it's the same. We're, the, we're a reflection of the leaf and the leaf is a reflection of us. Oh, that is so cool. Yeah. Isn't it cool? And I'm just, I'm not an expert, you know, I'm learning all these things as I go. And that's what I love about life is that there's all these things to learn. And I think I'm a life learner. And just through that experience um, of reconnecting, it's like, oh, all these things have always been there. You said you're not an expert, but I beg to differ because I think that what you're an expert in is helping people tap into their inner ability to expand. Yes. And yeah. explore and connect and to continue learning. Okay. How the heck did you get into this area of nature? Like, did it have something to do with when you were a kid? Like, was it one day you were like, oh, I'm going to use a tree in my coaching practice? <laughs> Well, it came slowly. You know, I was always a tree climbing, critter catching kind of girl growing up. I grew up in Houston. I climbed trees with these two boys in my neighborhood and I was super brave and nothing scared me. I climbed higher than they climbed. Where along the way did we learn to not connect with that? You know, I believe that there's some kind of conditioning because I know I had an experience as I was in a brownie troop and I, instead of wanting to do the craft, I climbed a tree and I got in trouble for it. And when I got down, she spanked me. And so I, you know, was, she's like, young ladies don't climb trees. And I'm all like, thought about that. And I think that made an impression on me. And then like in middle school, you're trying to fit in. And no one, like the my tree climbing friends, Stop climbing trees too in middle school. And the tree that I, I really loved and bonded with got chopped down. Yeah, you know, I had some of those experiences as a tree climber. Like, why did you stop? So many women that I meet and I coach have been tree climbers. They were tree climbers as kids. There's something about it that is intriguing. Or if you haven't been like, oh, I'd really like to try that sometime. Or maybe I don't want to climb a tree I'm like too scared to so I just want to bond with it I want to learn how to ground with it so that's what I do too that's what I do <laughs> I just want to take a step back to what that woman said to you yeah young ladies young don't climb trees that is so not okay and, and that's very different than being like climbing trees can be dangerous and we can't keep an eye on everyone right but I think that specific moment Everyone has a moment like that yes. where some authority figure is like, girls, women don't do this. It's not appropriate to do this. Therefore, you are wrong and bad. Yeah. Dirty. Dirty. Which is interesting because like you're playing around in the dirt. Yeah. Your life is a great one big analogy, but it's not even an analogy because yeah. it happened. Yeah. Okay. So you were growing up. You loved trees. What was your favorite kind of tree? Willow was my friend. Willow, this willow tree across the street from my house was my best friend. When did you know that you were starting to lose that connection? 
Well, mine was more traumatic. I mean, she was chopped down. Oh, you know, she got ill. She got sick and diseased and and um, was chopped down. So it's more like, oh, OK. But then it was also timing because right about middle school is when people are you're going into sixth grade or seventh grade and it's this whole new ball game. It's different than elementary school. You know, all of a sudden I'm worried about what I'm wearing or who I'm talking to or what my friends are doing. Like it's all this like mind fuck. Yeah. You wake up one day and you're like, I have boobs. What the hell is going on? Yeah. And then your body. Oh my God. And hormones and pimples, all that. I mean, I'm like, I survived middle school should be on everybody's t-shirt. <laughs> that is so true. Right? Yes. It's horrible. Okay. And tying it back in, it's part of what roots you into who you are, your experience. Yeah. Because then you, well, then you're developing all these limiting beliefs about yourself and it roots you. It does root in you, these limited beliefs. That's where it begins. The self-limiting beliefs. It depends on everyone, but everybody has an experience where, oh, okay, because that happened, this can't happen for me. I think that truly is where it begins for everyone. I don't like blanket statements, but that's behind everything. It's just whether or not we've brought that to the surface and looked at it. Because everything starts with our thoughts and beliefs. Absolutely. Your thoughts impact how you feel, which impacts your actions, which impacts any result that you have. And it's this continuous circle tree of life that keeps growing. Yeah. Okay. I want to know for you, does the tree of life have a religious connotation? It can be. I think there's a tree in every religion. I think that's awesome. Personally, I think each, and I love this because when I was teaching, there was this um, Baha'i community that was living where I was teaching. And I learned a lot from these kids. They were the best role models at the playground. They, I'm all like, if there's a problem, go to the kid that's Baha'i because they can work it out because they really listen and they believe that each one of the religions has a piece of the puzzle. And so they teach their children every religion, that every religion has part of the truth. I thought that was really cool. That is so cool. Yeah. I grew up Catholic. I was always curious. So like my friends who were Baptists, I would go to lock-ins and my mom would be like, come back Catholic. Don't get in the water. You know? And I'm all like, okay, bye mom. <laughs> Have fun. You're like, okay, I'll climb a tree instead. Yeah. But when I was in, living in Seattle and I moved to Seattle, it hit me. Like nature just hits you in the Pacific Northwest. It's like you can't ignore it. It's like, wham, there's so, it's so beautiful. But it's like, wow, like I understand now why so many people in Seattle don't really do religion because it's right there. God is, the universe is like right there. It's so compelling. You're just like, oh, I get it now. Because at the root of it is feeling connection and belonging and like you have purpose and meaning. And that's really what people go to religion for. So yeah. that doesn't mean you can't be one with nature and religious, but I think that's so interesting that those solid foundations of what makes up our existence can be fulfilled through your connection with nature. Yeah. And it's a choice, right? It's a choice to go out for a walk. It's a choice to look at the tree. It's a choice to pick up a leaf. 
Okay. So it's an active practice. You can't just be like, I'm going to be one with nature and just like expect it to happen. I think, I think you have to be active. Even if it's just having a picture of, of nature in your house. Like the painting behind you? Yeah. Like the painting behind me. It's like, I think it reflects back to me, nature branches to me it's you know a way of me looking at it and not if I can't go outside today because the weather is bad I'm going to look at this painting and I'm going to reflect on how it is connected to nature like this artist was inspired by nature somehow I I think so too all right y'all if you know me you know that I love low bucks it's sprouted buckwheat that I put in everything. I'm always looking for something that's low sugar, high protein, high fiber, loaded with antioxidants that I can just throw into a bunch of things that I'm eating throughout the day. And this is it. You guys, seriously, I like stock up on it. I recommend it to all of my clients. It is the perfect game changer for adding crunch and getting in that plant-based protein without getting a crazy sugar high with traditional granolas. It's gluten-free, vegan, grain-free, paleo, organic, and best of all, it's woman-owned and run. Lil Bucks was a game changer for everything that I eat throughout the day. I put it on my oatmeal, in my smoothie bowls, on top of my smoothie bowls. I put it on toast with peanut butter and banana. And sometimes I'll just eat it straight out of a bowl like it's cereal. It is so freaking good. Please go try it. Your body and your taste buds will be happy that you did. And you can use my promo code EmilyGolan15 at lovelilbucks.com for 15% off your first order. All right. I think you guys understand my obsession. I hope you try it out too and it becomes a staple in your diet. Let's get back to the episode. I bet you get a lot of judgment from people. You know, I in certain circles, first of all, family you know, you know, don't really quite understand sometimes where I'm going or just like, oh, Amy, she's always been a lot. Oh, she's always been kind of out there. What are you talking about? I can't resonate (laughs) with that at all. (laughs) Why are you crying that that butterfly's, you know, wing is broken? (laughs) It's terrible. You know, like that was me as a kid. Like, oh my God. (laughs) They're burning ants with the magnifying glass. Like, stop, you know? See, like, I was a lot, but it definitely didn't have to do with ants or (laughs) butterflies. It was more just me (laughs) having a lot of expression. Yeah. I love that. Can we get into random ass question segment? Okay. You're so fun. I think part of the reason we connected right away is because we're just both tapped into that inner goofy, <laughs> weird ass. I, w- I was going to say part of who we are, but like the essence of who yeah. we are. It's not part. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Do you want to ask me first? Sure. I'm wondering if you've ever peed standing up. <laughs> You would ask that question. Oh my God. I feel like you've had that question in your back pocket since I asked you to come on the pod. Um, Have you ever peed standing up? Yes, of course. I went to overnight camp and despite how I might sound and come across you guys, I'm actually very nature-y. I love nature. That is something that's so important to me. And 
growing up at overnight camp, we would go on these like pretty intense trips. Like I went on a seven day backpacking trip to Al Royale, which is this crazy, beautiful, magical island that we need to talk about later. And what else did I do? I did like a 10 day canoeing trip in the boundary waters. Ooh, wow. Like I got, I had, yeah, that's some hardcore shit. So yeah, you don't really have an option when you're doing that. You have to be <laughs> standing up. And I will tell you, it is not easy. Outfit change. I need new pants. <laughs> okay. How many times have you peed outside, but then peed like on your clothes, but then couldn't do anything about it? Um, like almost every time. Almost, almost every time. Every time. Like, I don't think men realize how lucky they are when it comes to that. Like, you literally can just whip it out and pee wherever you want and not worry. Ours, one girl I did roller derby with, she mastered it. Like, she could directionally pee. (laughs) What the fuck? What do you mean? I don't know how she did it, but it was just be like, okay, well, you know, we'd have to go pee or whatever. And she would just like, Be able to directionally pee, like, and then go. (laughs) I also have definitely gotten, like, really drunk and been like, no, you guys, I'm super nature-y. I can do it. (laughs) Yeah. And then, like, the ground, like, everything goes and hits your shoes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's the worst. But it's also fun. Like, don't steer away from it, you guys. Try it. It's just don't get caught by police. Okay. Ooh, this is so good because... So many questions for you. Um, okay. Have you ever had sex on a tree? <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, not like leaning against a tree, like on it. Like on it, yes. Like on, like you climbed it with whoever you had sex with. It was a low hanging branch. <laughs> <laughs> you cannot, don't go too high because, you know, if you fall off, you don't want to hurt yourself too badly. So low hanging branch. I need more details. So <laughs> do you do you keep your clothes on so that you don't like get marks on your back from the tree? Um, I wasn't really concerned about him getting marks. <laughs> oh, he was on. <laughs> that is amazing. Okay, can I can I go can I ask one more question about it? Yes. How many different positions have you gotten into on a tree? <laughs> Like, there should be a whole book about this. Yeah, I should totally write a a book about it. How to have sex in a tree. At three, three positions. Okay. You guys, this could be an entire episode, so I'm going to move on. But um, (laughs) I'm talking to you later. Okay. This is amazing. And I love it. You're literally connecting pleasure of nature (laughs) with pleasure and creating, like, your ultimate pleasure. I hope you had, like, really good food after so that it was, like... Oh, Every yeah. picnic. Food after sex is probably the best thing ever. Definitely. Yep. You're yeah. like, I deserved it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a workout. Oh my I god. I some calories. I could totally eat that chocolate covered strawberry now. hundred percent. Yum. Okay, let's dive back into this. I love I'm so glad that just came up because everyone who knows me or has listened to me, like I am all about the pleasure. I am very pro, like, do what feels good. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting because when people say pleasure, they immediately think sex. Yeah. I think food, but. And (laughs) Okay, but here's the thing. Some people eat to live. 
other people's live to eat. I'm just saying. I mean, I live to eat. I love that you do too, because no one says that and doesn't live to eat. Yeah. But I think, okay, when you think pleasure with food, do you associate it with being bad? I think sometimes I feel like there's that um, gremlin talking like, ooh, girl, you being naughty. Yeah. It's almost like somewhere along the way, we are trained almost to connect the sense of pleasure with naughty. Yeah. Or dirty being in or, nature. Oh, you're yes. you know, dirty. You're getting dirty and you are dirty. Like wash yourself off before you come yeah. into this house. You can't yeah. have that on you. That's so interesting. What are some of the common blocks that you find women having when they're trying to tap back into their connection with nature? Gosh, you know, that's a good question. I think that what I see are these really strong brave women that show up daily in their lives, but dismiss that. And then when I'm asking about nature for them, there's some type of belief system that they have to let go of about themselves. And it's usually, you know, back when they were a child or back when, you know, they had a relationship break. And I think being vulnerable and really connecting into nature is a vulnerability because sometimes you're like, I haven't really done it, but I'm curious. So that's opening mm -hmm. up yourself right there. And then, you know, okay, I'm going to be curious. I'm going to let go and let go this barrier, whatever I have with nature or whatever I've not done before. And I'm going to allow myself to trust in this connection. That's mm -hmm. what I see most common to trust into the unknown of where that connection is going to lead. Yeah, because I think, I truly believe that every one of us was born knowing what you need to know in this lifetime. And there's some, the conditioning and the beliefs and all those things tap down that knowing and make it smaller and smaller within you. Yes, 100%. Yeah. I think that's what personal development is. It's taking a look at your nature, the nature of who you are, and seeing what is no longer serving you so that you can let that go. Okay. This is so cool. I did a five-part Embody series. Embody yeah, 360 yeah. Nourishment. The whole metaphor was about plants. And I shared with everyone, I thought this was so cool when I was doing some research for the workshop, that there are some plants that let go of their base leaves. They shed their base leaves as they grow. And I thought that was the coolest thing in the entire world because basically what's happening is they're shedding what's no longer serving them. They're clearing the clutter. It might have served them at some point in their life, even if it was in a way that was sabotaging or whatever it was, it led to you being able to continue living and existing. And then you grow and you step into this higher version of yourself. And you're like, oh, these leaves no longer serve the path that I'm on. Exactly. Let's focus my energy, my mind and vibrational frequency on the forward motion of what's to come, even though I don't know exactly what that's going to look like yet. Right. Like the plant, the tree, they don't 
know what they're going to grow into. Yeah. I mean, it's just like trees, they get rid of the dead wood. When the wind blows, the wind is very important to all of us. The wind of change. You've heard that simile or the metaphor is very important for all of us because when the wind blows, it allows the tree to get rid of its dead wood because the dead wood holds it back from living and being healthy. And when we allow ourselves to release the dead wood, the people that no longer serve us or the thing that doesn't serve us anymore or the mind or the belief, when we let go of that, we're able to really have that energy and have that, you know, full life that we've always wanted. What do you mean like shedding the, the dead wood? I noticed this in my, my tree that I go to and I visit out right outside my backyard. Or when you see when the, when after a storm, you'll see branches on the ground or you, you know, hit it with your, your car after a big windy storm, you're going to, there's going to be branches everywhere. There's little branches, sometimes big branches, some trees fall over, you know, and those little branches is the dead wood that, that needed to be shed. That's the dead wood. That was actually very weak. That limb that, that fell off needed to fall off for the tree to stay healthy. What yeah. if the wind was so strong that it knocked off a branch that wasn't dead? Well, then that's trauma. That's a whole nother thing. I'm going to get into that with the Treehouse Club because there's a tree that's been through a lot of trauma, but it's still alive. Trees go through trauma too, but they find a way to survive just like we do. Yeah. We're very, we are connected and a reflection of. Always remember that. I think that's so cool. I also want to point out, we've we've never talked about this, but I'm sure you talk about it in your Treehouse Club. (laughs) <laughs> one day can we have like a big tree house that we yes literally physically have a secret club in i would love that that is my ultimate goal my ultimate vision is to buy land that you know has all these trees build a tree house and have retreats there and have have our tree house club come and be part of nature and have that true tree house. I mean, I've, I recognize it in my neighborhood. When I go for my walks, when I see like little tree houses that people have built for their children, I'm like, oh, I always wanted that as a kid. I never had that. I never had a tree house. I would love to have that. That's one of my dreams. If you're listening to this right now and you are like, I would totally sign up to go on a retreat in a tree house. Can they be like kind of like glamour? Yes. Girl, glamping. That's the thing about me is that I am all about glamping. Like, (laughs) come on. Like, I got to have my blow up bed. I'm going to have my heater or whatever, my air conditioner, my fan. Okay, good. There's got to be bathroom. Okay, perfect. So, this isn't like, hey guys, let's all get. This is happening. Let's go find some wood and make a treehouse. Hell no. No, no. we're going to one that's beautiful and nice. I am so excited. I'm imagining everyone in their tree houses and then everyone like sitting on the edge at night with like a flashlight and they're all like talking together. Yes. Good night, John boy. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, but I'm very serious, you guys. We at the other house. We haven't created this yet. And by we, I mean Amy. So 
Clearly, we don't know how much it's going to cost yet, but don't worry about that. If this is of any interest to you, please let me know because I really want this to happen. I want to know. I want to know. Who are yeah, I mean, it's more for Amy than me. I'm just the one who is excited to go to it when it yeah. comes into fruition. Something that I always love asking my guests is what is one of the biggest holy shit moments? I can't believe this is actually happening to me that you've had. God, I think just like right now in this moment, like I can't believe that I asked the universe, oh, I really want to share my message and I'm getting this opportunity. Like I can't believe right now I'm getting to talk with Emily. I'm getting my voice heard. Like that's really exciting to me that I can show up and not be afraid of judgment Yes, and just share with you some of my secrets and my beliefs. And I, that's exciting to me. Like, oh my gosh, like this is happening right now, right here. Uh, I love that so much. And you have a book coming out, don't you? Soon. Yes. The Girl in a Tree. And you get to continue sharing your story through that. Who should get this book? God, you know, I think any person that has self-doubt about themselves or has this feeling that they've lost that courageous part of them and they want to rekindle it or, you know, reconnect with that courageous part, that brave part of themselves. I think that be a perfect person to read this book or someone that wants to get out of a really toxic relationship and doesn't know how. Mm. Um, That's another great person, you know, are feeling just not like getting in their head and not able to get back into their heart. I love that. Getting in their head and not being able to get back into their heart. Man, I could have used that book. (laughs) (laughs) Any major trauma event that really impacts you in a way that you weren't expecting, you weren't necessarily anticipating. And then connecting to that as an opportunity for growth and expansion instead of retreating. Yeah. Raising that awareness. You have to raise your awareness around you in order for you to live more consciously. And so through this book, the book shows how I became the woman who honors the wisdom that the girl in a tree was born knowing. That's what the book is about. You're so freaking cool. (laughs) Guys, the day that I climb trees five times a week is going to... Doesn't have to be high. Just go one branch higher. Okay. If you could leave everyone listening with one major takeaway, what would that be? How are you being the woman who honors the knowledge that your little girl was born knowing? How are you honoring her today? My whole body feels warm when you say that. Yeah. And like I can feel the sunshine on me way. Yeah. Because you get to shine. Get to be everything that you are. This this is so good. If people are as interested in you as I am and they want to learn more about you, get more involved, join your Treehouse Club, yeah. where can they go to find you and do some stalking? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So you can stalk me on Facebook. I have a <laughs> private group called Amy's Treehouse Club. And then I have a professional page, Amy Gibson, that, you know, She's like, whatever, that one's just so I have it. So it's there. Um, Yeah. 
And my website's thegirlonatree.com. You can find me there or Instagram. I'm the girl in a tree, Texas TX. She is the girl in a tree. Basically everywhere you go. Figuratively. I love that. Thank you so much for coming on today. This was so fun. Having me. I'm so (gasps) honored. This has been fun. Thank you, Emily. Love you. Thank you for coming on. I will see you guys in the next episode. Bye. All right, y'all. That's a wrap for today. Are you feeling the nature vibes? I am. I'm ready to get up out of this chair and legit frolic around. I know I'm in the city right now, but I guess I'll just imagine all the trees around me or walk along the lake. Wherever you are, just go explore. Engage your senses and connect with Even the smallest thing that you wouldn't even think of before, maybe it's a tree right outside of your home that you never, ever paid attention to before. This is about opening up and getting curious about what the world has to offer. And with that perfect transition, I want to remind you guys about the free five-part Embody series that we wrapped up last month. This is about getting curious and exploring your mind-body-soul connection. Don't worry if you missed it live. That's why I'm talking to you about it right now. You can hop over to the free Embody membership platform where you can access all five weeks of the videos and get an inside scoop of what it's like to dig into your inner self-exploration. Link is in the show notes. All right, y'all. See you next time.